Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And today I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm really excited about it because I've actually had this idea for years, but I've just kind of been holding out on you guys and just waiting for the right time. And then I'm just like, you know what? Now is the right time. So introducing self-worth and cinema. So my goal with self-worth and cinema is to show you and demonstrate how having a lack of self-worth plays out in movies and TV. And I feel like if I show you how it plays out in people who are fictional, that I can give you tips on how to improve your self-worth, but I can also show you what good self-worth looks like, what it looks like when it's like dwindling, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it would be great to talk about fictional characters because I can mind their business and I don't have to know them. So this is great. It's great for everybody, right? <laughs> so my history of self-worth, I am very passionate about self-worth because when I was growing up, I had very low self-worth. And I had this low self-worth because honestly, I didn't have anyone around me for real. Well, I can't say anyone. I'm going to say I had aunts, uncles, cousins, but I didn't have like parents that would tell me that I was beautiful, that I was worthy, that I could do anything I wanted. I only got that on the outside of my house. Reason being is one, my father was not in the home. And two, my mom was so stressed as a single mom, she didn't have the tools or the know-how to give me what I needed because she didn't get that growing up. So for a long time growing up, I had low self-worth. And when I got to like my late 20s, I'm 34 now. When I got in my late 20s, I'm like, I need to figure out how to increase my self-worth. So I got my master's degree in positive psychology and I started pursuing knowledge on increasing self-worth. And here we are now. So the things I'm telling you, the tools I'm telling you to use, it's not just stuff that I made up. It's stuff that one, I have used myself, but two, I have researched. So this stuff is real. Okay. All right. So <laughs> me, how I see self-worth is it's like a bank account. Let's say you have a hundred dollars, right? I say $100 is a stable self-worth account. Every single day, we're getting debits or credits to our self-worth account. A credit to your account is when someone gives you a compliment, you get a promotion at work, you get proposed to after been waiting for marriage for years. Like That is someone depositing into your self-worth account, right? But a debit to your account is if you go through a breakup, someone rejects you, someone calls you ugly or fat or something like that. That's a debit, right? Every single day we're getting debits or credits to our account. The goal is to maintain a positive self-worth account because when it goes into the negative baby, it, it ain't good, okay? So 
This is going to make more sense once I give you the example today because today we are doing one of my favorite movies. I'm so excited. Waiting to Exhale. Yes. Yes. I love me so Waiting to Exhale for real. So if you've been under a rock, you have not heard of the iconic film Waiting to Exhale, but I feel like y'all have heard of this film because it's just amazing like who hasn't heard of this film right so this movie is about four women and they're waiting to exhale and it's kind of like a double entendre if you will because they're waiting to exhale breathe out but they're also waiting to exhale he double hockey sticks because they're all going through something in their life right so how i'm going to do this is with them is four women i'm going to go from highest self-worth to lowest self-worth Okay, so let's get into it. Highest self-worth, Bernadine. Miss Bernadine played by my favorite, Angela Bassett, okay? So I have to take notes because when I was watching this, I didn't want to leave nothing out, right? So it opens with Bernadine and her husband. And he's basically telling her he's leaving her for another woman. And this woman just so happened to be a white woman. And this woman just so happened to be a white woman who works at the office with her husband, the same office that she used to work in. So it's very ghetto. It's given very ghetto, right? So few things I noticed that made me understand that Miss Bernardine, although she's going through this divorce, baby got high self-worth. Number one, sis is not afraid to speak up for herself. As soon as he started talking that crap about him about to leave the home and go to this um, New Year's Eve party with this other woman because she don't need to be alone tonight, immediately she started going in. <laughs> immediately. I'm like, oh, she speaks boldly. Because some women in their marriage, especially the dynamic that they had. So her and her husband, she was a stay-at-home wife. She was a stay-at-home wife, but she also helped him build his company. So she didn't have a job of her own. She basically felt like, okay, if I help him build his company, when I'm ready, he's going to help me build mine. I know this because she actually said it in the movie. So in this dynamic, many women, if they're not the breadwinner, especially if they're a stay-at-home wife, a lot of women are silent. They feel like they have to be yes women, but not Miss Bernie. Bernie's like, no, I'm going to tell you what I think of you. And this is what I think of you, right? So that's how we saw her. But then when he leaves her, we have the iconic scene when she's like, get your ish, get your ish, and get out, right? <laughs> Y'all remember that scene? If you don't, let's go ahead and play it. Fucking worst, all the fucking worst, making my kids go to a suit with only two other black children because you don't want them to be improperly influenced. Well, guess what, John? You're the motherfucking improper influence. Get your shit, get your shit, and get out. So first of all, can we talk about how fly she looked while burning this man's clothes? How you this fly whilst burning someone's clothes? Like you're literally <laughs> burning this man's clothes in his car and you looking like this. She got on a cute little robe and a nice little negligee with some heels and a cigarette, her hair all done nice. She got on accessories. She got makeup on. I'm like, yes, sis. You better burn his house and be happy about it. I mean, burn his car and be happy about it. I loved it. But <laughs> but many might think, because here here's here's the thing. Because so many people don't understand what, what self-worth is, they associate like every emotional behavior that a woman has to self-worth, and that's not true. Yes, 
Miss Bernadine burned this man's clothes. But that has nothing to do with her having low self-worth. It's called grieving. It's called anger. If your, if your husband came home and told you he was leaving you after you done held out on your own dreams and now he's saying that now that his dreams are accomplished, he no longer wants to be with you. He wants another woman. You'll probably be burning some stuff too. So I just hate that people associate any emotional response to a woman, especially, you know, a black woman to, oh, she got low self-esteem. Oh, she's crazy. Oh, she's this, she's that. No, she's just angry. That's literally all it is. This baby's just angry because we all would be angry, right? So later on the movie, Savannah comes over to, you know, girlfriend got to support her girl. She comes over and she says, I always, um, Bernadine says to Savannah, I always thought if I gave him what he needed, he'd give me what I needed. Okay, so like I told y'all, I grew up, I did not grow up in a two-parent household. And so I did not understand the dynamics of being committed to your marriage because I had never seen that example up until I met my best friend. So my best friend, her parents have been married her whole life uh, for like 40 years or something, right? So in her mind relationships are supposed to work so because where how she was brought up relationships are supposed to work she sticks around longer than someone like me would because me I'm thinking if it ain't working I need to abandon shit because I don't know what it looks like to fight for a marriage I said all this to say sometimes people take someone fighting for their marriage and staying in it as them being weak or having low self-esteem but that's not always the case honestly one you're supposed to fight for your marriage i feel like in this day and age people do not fight people quit too easily like where is the less work on it like no people just abandon ship as soon as there's any sign of trouble and that's not what a marriage is about but two if you are in a family that has been married for a long time especially if your parents are still together more than likely you're going to stay in your marriage even when it's uncomfortable because you've been brought up under the principles of fight for your marriage, stay in it, don't quit. So that does not equal low self-esteem. That just equals what your values are. Many of us act out our values and that's just what it is. I remember Sarah Jakes Roberts saying the same thing. Um, I don't know if you guys follow her, but her story, I read her book. She was talking about how her first husband they ended up getting a divorce, but he had cheated on her multiple times. And she said she stayed in it because she didn't understand that she should leave because her family taught her to stay in it. And the same was with Bernie. She stayed in it because she's thinking like, yes, I'm working hard. I'm fighting for this. He's a little weird, but if I give him what he needs, he's going to give me what I need. And she trusted him as a leader of their household. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything weak about that. I don't think she has low self-esteem up for that. I just feel like she was doing what she thought was right at the time. Okay. Sus had the high self-esteem and the high self-worth because of the way she handled her whole everything. Yes, she had some angry moments. Like one, when she burned that man clothes. But two, when she smacked that man, she smacked, I meant smacked that lady. She smacked five out of that lady um, at the office. It was a beautiful moment. But she smacked five from that lady, okay? <laughs> it was so funny. I know, I know. It's I can laugh at this because it's a movie. But that jump was hilarious. But like, 
I feel like the way she was handling it, she was very angry, but like she was very strong. And that's how I know like she has a very high self-worth because your self-worth is basically how you view yourself in relation to the rest of society. Like how do you measure your value in comparison to the rest of the world? Because self-worth is actually a socialization term. It's something that socialization developed because they had to realize that, you know what, people naturally compare themselves to where they are in society. So this person may look at themselves and think, oh, because I don't look like the beauty standards, my my self-worth is lower than someone else who does. So that's what self-worth is. I feel like Bernie was very high in self-worth. And she saw herself very high up there on the totem pole because the way she just carried herself with all kinds of class was just amazing. Even when she smacked that lady, she walked in every room like she owned it. Even when she walked in and told us, you're going to cut my hair, I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> like people of high self-worth, they usually speak boldly. They are very confident in what they want. They know what they want. They walk in the room, they own it. And they demand what they want. They're not timid about timid about nothing. So even though she was going through this divorce, she was not timid about anything. And then she goes on to meet Wesley Snipes' fine self. Oh, he was so he was nineties fine. It was just beautiful. And she does not sleep with this man on the first night. Um, and they held each other throughout the night. I thought that was beautiful. But I mean, she got to have high self-worth to not give that cookie up to him on the first night. Like, come on, he was beautiful. Even in her sadness, she knew better. She did have a slip up though. She did sleep with the other guy um, when they went out to the club and she talked to the one guy who was like a sports caster, or ex-football player, something like that. We, let's be honest, we all make stupid decisions when we're grieving because we want the pain to go away. That instant gratification, we might slip up and do something, but she knew better. Like she, she knew it was wrong, you know? And she even admitted to Gloria that, yeah, I did it, but I was lonely. I'm not used to being alone like you. <laughs> she's telling Gloria, I'm not used to being alone like you. But she's right though. Like she isn't used to being alone, but she was able to admit it and move on. But highest self-worth in that movie period, by far, my sis Bernadine. Moving along, second highest. Savannah. Y'all already know who Savannah is. Whitney Houston. May she rest in peace. Um, She killed this movie. Yes. Now, y'all might be wondering, how you gonna say she got herself where once she's sleeping with a married man? She was. And she still do. Now, I'ma just... I'm gonna go into it and then I'm gonna explain why I feel like she still had very high self-worth. She did not have a negative account at all. If we talking, if Bernadine had 100, she had probably 80. And the only reason she had 80 is because she had that, that small fluke of sleeping with this married man for a long time. But I'm gonna get into that, right? So Savannah, we open with Savannah moving into Phoenix um, from Denver. She takes a new job. I can tell she was very um, high in, high in ambition. Um, it's, it's easier to have higher self-worth when something, at least one thing in your life is, is successful. At least one goal that you have is successful. At least you're chasing your dreams, right? So she has these dreams that are being accomplished. She's, she's chasing her dream. She's crushing it. She's good at work, et cetera, et cetera. So most people, if you have at least one area, cause you can have a separation, of like 
areas in your life and you can have high self-worth in this one area low self-worth in another area like it can really work like that you can have high self-worth when it comes to your job and how you perform at work but you can have low self-esteem as like a woman feeling like maybe if you're a married woman in your home you feel like your husband doesn't look at you like he used to or he makes you feel lonely you can have low self-worth in your um ability to be a wife so you can have compartmentalized worth right so with her, I felt like she was very high in self-worth when it came to her job, Savannah. But then when it came to men, I feel like she wasn't low, but she was kind of tired. I say this all the time. You can get this thing called single fatigue. When you've been single for so long and you've been praying and asking God, like, when is my person coming? When is my person coming? And then nobody shows up and you're just like, are you serious, God? Like, what am I supposed to do? I've been alone. I've been waiting because contrary to popular belief, some women are just single, not because they're flawed or anything's wrong with them. They just haven't met anyone. <laughs> like That's literally what it is. And I feel like Savannah's one of those people. So we open the scene with Savannah. She's moving into a new city. And then she talks about how she asked God for a good man a long time ago. And all she got was trash guys. So that's how I knew she had been praying for that. So when you're going through that single fatigue and you've been praying and praying and you feel like God is not answering your prayers, you'll have weak moments where you fall for a married man or you fall for a guy who you know isn't good for you, but because you're so tired of being alone, you just go for it, right? So it opens with her going to this New Year's Eve party. This guy invited her to that. It really wasn't serious for her. And she goes and then she dances with the guy and it seems perfect. And then y'all miss Kenya Moore. Y'all know Kenya Moore is an actress. She used to be hot. Well, I'm going to say used to be hot, but she was in more movies back in the 90s. But that's his date and she's complaining or whatever. And then, she, then Whitney, well, not Whitney, Savannah realizes that he's on a date with another chick, even though he done invited this girl <laughs> to, to the party. Girl, that's won't men do it. Won't they have the audacity? If nothing else, they got the audacity, honey. So she walks away. Then she goes home or whatever. So fast forward. Um, I just noticed she ends up calling dude for a booty call. The same guy because she's in a new city. She she knows it's a booty call. What I loved about Savannah's character was she was very high in self-awareness. Like she she understood all assignments. She understood what she was doing, what she was getting herself into. She knew everything because when she called this dude over from the first scene, she's like, it's just a booty call, but he getting on my nerves. I'm trying to get this over with. I wish he'd get out because I didn't get this man gas money, et cetera, et cetera. So he ends up being horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I should have had a VA or whatever. So fast forward, then Kenneth comes into the picture. This is the married man, right? Now, few factors. This is why I don't care about, I, I wouldn't say she has low self-worth just because she dealt with a married man. I'm I'm a, I'm a tell, I'm not making excuses for people who deal with married men. No, I think it's a stupid idea. I think that if someone is married, you need to stay far away from them because they're going to sell you dreams all up and through. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I'm, a, I'm just talking about her self-worth. Now, I feel like she just got into 
a desperate point in life because she kept waiting. And she even said Kenneth was, he treated her better than anybody else. And he, he treated her like a lady. And then her mom was also pressuring her. So she got this mom in her ear telling her how great this married man is. And, but he's just going through a bad time and y'all know the famous line he's a good man savannah that's that's where that came from <laughs> that that's where it came from if you don't remember here it is he's a good man savannah a good man he's just in a bad situation right now and he's trying to get out of it so she got her mama impression her about this man being a good man and she's lonely um, even if she didn't say it, I could sense like she was lonely cause she was just so doing so well in her career, but she don't got nobody to go home to. Like I get that. Right. So she goes away from Kenneth. She leaves him alone, but then he comes back in town cause her mama gave him the number. So she falls into temptation again. Now I will say this, when you have a disappointment in dating, you have this window of like grief and sadness because you kind of wanted something to work or you wanted it to end up better than it was. And so in that small window, those spin the blockers have a great chance of getting back in because you're already vulnerable. You're like, dang, I kind of need somebody. I kind of want somebody. So I might let them slide back in. So I feel like that's how Kenneth was able to slide back in because she had that moment of weakness because she had mess, mess with the weak D dude. So... So he slid back in and he painted the perfect pic picture. You know, he's telling the story. Oh, my wife, you know, we having problems, but she got pregnant and I thought I had to marry her because she was pregnant. My daughter mean everything to me. And I just feel, you know how they are. I don't know what it is, but every time a married man want to cheat on his wife, he always going through problems, ain't he? Why can't, if you're going to cheat, why stop lying on your relationship? Why not just approach the woman and be like, hey, listen, my, my life in marriage is great. I just want new vagina. And that's just what it is. No, they don't want to be honest like that because that means that we get a full view of what's going on. So there's no sympathy. There's no way to manipulate. So that's why I just don't even mess with no married dudes. But anyway, I feel like, again, Savannah was high in self-worth. And even though she had a small window of bad judgment when she was dealing with this guy because she was going through single fatigue, I still feel like she was very sound in her reasoning. The way she moved about, everything was good. The way she carried herself was good. Shoulders back, she was very confident. Um, I just thought she was good. Like, she was good. And even though she had a decrease to her self-worth account because... You know, she felt lonely. She was single. You know, her mom didn't want her to die alone because she's like, oh, you know, I don't want you to end up like me. She still was great. Like, she still was good. And she ended up walking away from Kenneth in the end, which is great, right? Next on my list, who I would say she probably had like 40 or $50 in the self-worth account. That thing is is dwindling. Gloria, played by Loretta Divine. Love, 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 love Gloria. Love, Gloria. The famous scene. He watching me walk away. Oh, love that scene. Uh, nice meeting you. <laughs> Hope to see you again real soon. Oh, God, I hope he's not watching me walk away. <laughs> All right. He's watching. <laughs> Gloria's worth was heavily defined by her being a mother. She was one of those moms who kind of latched on to her son 
because she really didn't have a life outside of him. I know this because it was New Year's Eve. She was at home and she was getting angry with her son for going outside on New Year's Eve. You're supposed to be outside for New Year's Eve. Like, come on. Okay. But also, I could tell that she had an issue with her weight because even in the beginning, she's like, I'm supposed to lose 30. I should lose five pounds, 10 pounds. Okay. Okay. 30 pounds. So she said that and um, she was just, she was very guarded. Um, people like... People who have low self-worth sometimes can be very defensive and very guarded because they don't want... Being vulnerable is painful. It, I won't say it is painful. It can be painful. Because when you're vulnerable, you let your defenses down and someone can tell you about yourself or comment on something that you already know about yourself, but you don't want to hear that from somebody else because you aren't confident enough in that. So, for example, with Gloria... Her ex, I don't even know if that was her ex. Her son's father comes to visit her and she wants to sleep with him because that's the only man she deals with. I mean, it was crazy, but that was the dude she dealt with. And I feel like a lot of it had to do with her weight gain because she hadn't always been big. So she even looks at him and she tells him, um, cause he starts talking to her about, and about to reveal to her that he's gay. And he says, you remember how I didn't respond to you last time? And she's like, yeah, I know it's because of the weight gain that te that's telling because you want to get to the punch before someone else gets to the punch. You're mad guarded because you don't want anyone to tell you something that you already think about yourself. So if you already think you're overweight, you already think you're unattractive, you already think these things, you're going to be guarded and you don't want nobody to tell you that because that's going to hurt you even more. So I noticed that about her. She was very guarded um, because she... I don't even think she lacks, she might have lacked a little self-awareness. A lot of people with low self-worth do lack a lot of self-awareness because they don't want to look inwardly. Because looking inward, one, they're their worst critics. They have a lot of negative self-talk. So if they look inward, they have to deal with that self-talk. That negative self-talk that's telling Gloria that she's fat, that her son is going to leave her and she's going to be alone forever. I feel like she had a lot of negative self-talk. So I think that played a lot into it. But then... She ends up meeting this guy, her neighbor. I thought that was great. And this guy's a good guy. But I think when you're so comfortable, and this is like aside from self-worth, um, when you're so comfortable being alone, it's hard for you to let other people in because you kind of get stuck in your ways. But also you feel like the last person hurt me so bad, I don't even want to open up again to let somebody else hurt me. So a lot of them will just be so guarded. They don't want to let nobody in. They're not letting letting nobody dusty get in but they're not letting nobody good get in either so you got to be careful about that so i felt like she was guarded but i also felt like her low self-worth was like i don't know if i have the resilience enough to handle another heartbreak so i think that's why she kind of pushed the other guy away a little bit especially in regards to her son but she comes to her senses she apologized to him and you know, they, I hope they live happily ever after ended up getting married and he sold his house and moved in with her or the other way around. I don't know, <laughs> but this is what I'm assuming happened and waiting to exhale too, because there's not a two and there shouldn't be a two because it's just too wonderful. Like what else would you add to it? And then the late great Whitney Houston can't be a part. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. All right. I didn't really have a lot written down for Gloria, but I saved the best for last baby. Come on in the room, Miss Robin. Played by the beautiful, beautiful Leela Rashawn. Let me tell you something. 
this baby got low the lowest of the low self-esteem i'm sorry i'll keep playing with my dang on hair it just won't do what i wanted to do <laughs> like where we going all right she had the lowest of the lowest self-esteem the lowest of the lowest self-worth um and i can identify this because i see myself in leela like she is who i used to be so i know everything about this right so first of all she starts out saying that she got bad taste in men. She says she like pretty boys with big sticks. I don't know about y'all, but pretty boys with big sticks ain't never been been good for nobody. That's that's like saying that you eat a cake all day, every day. That's it. That's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's going to make you sick. Pretty boys and big sticks. They going to make you sick. Like, what's wrong with you? So she says she always picks the wrong guys. Duh, because you like pretty boys with big sticks, right? So... She opens up saying this and, you know, she's a gorgeous woman, but you can tell she's very broken, right? Because the next time we see her, she's with this guy who is not a pretty boy with a big stick. He's actually, she literally says, she describes him as a guy who's not pretty, but, but he's available. She just wanted attention from somebody, anybody, the lowest hanging of the fruit. Now, I one thing about women who are that beautiful, um... Not even the looks. That's aside from that. One thing about women who have been broken a lot. When they're seeking something different. They can go to an extreme and expect to get something different from it. But they go to an extreme in the looks department and think, oh, I'm a date outside of my, my, my type. But dating outside of your type has way more to do with than looks. Because if you're dating outside of your type, you got to look at every part you got to look at looks you got to look at intent you got to look at emotional intelligence you got to look at how they handle things all of that stuff i'm really gonna i'm gonna do an episode about that next week on the regular podcast about like how to date outside your type successfully because folks be doing it wrong and and yeah so she dates this dude this we see her in a room with this dude who's not the the prettiest and you know He's telling her, he's selling her a dream. Um, he tell everything she says she won't. He talking about he got it. I'm like, boy, you is lying. <laughs> you, you is a liar, right? But she's falling for it because she really just wants love. And I feel like a lot of her wanting love is like she wants it to replace the love that she felt she lost. Because later on in the movie, we find out that Russell, oh, Russell, y'all remember Leon. So she's in love with Leon. Now, Leon done drug this girl through the mud. So she meets the guy his name's russell slash leon y'all know the actor she meets him in another state she don't know he's married she ends up pregnant no she don't know he's married he tells her to move to his city so she moves to his city she ends up pregnant as soon as she ends up pregnant he says i'm married i'm not leaving my wife you need to abort the baby and she aborts the baby so much hurt in that so I feel like she's still broken from that and she's still trying to fill her worth back up. But she's like trying to do it in the wrong way. You cannot continue to go back to what broke you to get filled again. Men broke her. You can't think a man is going to fix you because he not. And I feel like Robin kept trying to use men to fix her because look at what we saw in the movie. First, it was Russell. Then it was this guy from work. I don't even know his, remember his name. 
Then it was Troy the crackhead. Y'all, Troy, can we talk about Troy the crackhead? Robin! It's locked, Troy. Baby, it's too hot for this shit. Can you come get the door? No. C can I use your bathroom? Hell no. So how you gonna meet this man <laughs> at the grocery store? And <laughs> you meet him three days later. He invites you to a party. You go to a bar party. Finds out he a crackhead. Then you proceed to continue to date him because at the end of the date, when you tell him, no, I don't want to deal with you because you're a crackhead, he says, oh, but I want you to meet my mom at this barbecue because you've never met a man's mom. You're so enamored. You still go out with this crackhead. Girl. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Yeah, she definitely needs to improve her self-worth. Like, it's really down in the dumps. And... She's also always available to Russell, the guy who broke her. Like, you're always available to him. You know he hasn't left his wife. Like, all of this girl. And then, of course, in the end, she ends up getting pregnant. And I feel like a lot of her attachment wasn't even to Russell. I think it was to, like, the baby that she ended up aborting. Because finally, when she gets pregnant, she leaves Russell alone. The My fear in that is she's going to transfer her worth from finding her worth in men to finding her worth in her baby and that's not good either because you you should have a firm foundation of worth outside of anything tangible it should literally be totally inside of you like no matter if you ended up losing everything today and everyone you should still feel like yeah you'd be sad but you should still feel like i'm a valuable person i'm, I'm still value right so people like robin what i would tell her to do um would be to Stay away from men for at least six months to a year. I need her to find herself. I need her to find what makes her happy. I need her to figure out her own hobbies. I need her to start to see her time spent with friends is more valuable. Because sometimes when you find your worth in men, you see the time you spend with a man more valuable than the time you spend with the friends. And that's not good. I need her to um, really, really, really get to the root of why she accepts this behavior and give herself very very strict boundaries and standards so she won't keep doing it see the thing about self-worth is you don't build it by just understanding what's wrong and how it got there but you also have to implement really strong discipline so you don't fall into those traps like it's hard like self-love is hard it's hard because it's sacrifice it's it's um, going away from the instant gratification and the ease of things to whip yourself up into a whole new person. Because when you're pursuing a higher self-worth, you have to become a whole nother person. So I think that's what truly what she needs to do. So, yeah, that's what I would suggest to her. I'm glad she left old dude. But um, I still want her to do all of those things while she's during this pregnancy so she can be the best version of herself. And she can pass on that knowledge to her child. So, yeah, that's what I would suggest for Robin to do. I didn't say about Gloria. For Gloria, I would tell Gloria to learn how to accept her body as it is now and see value in it. Because baby, somebody's son gonna like it. Because obviously somebody's son liked it. Because you saw how he was looking at you when you walked away, boo-boo. So I think she needs to definitely do that. Um, and what else would I tell her to do? 
I would tell her to loosen up on her son and just, she, she really just needs a lot of affirmation. She needs affirmations because I think she has a lot of false beliefs that she deems is true and she's building her life around it. Like, I think one false belief she has is because I'm heavy, that makes me unattractive. That's a lie. She needs to replace those with positive affirmations. Another false belief I think she has is if I let my son go, then he's going to leave me and I'm going to end up alone. That's a lie. She needs to reframe that as well. So, yeah, I think she has a lot of false beliefs and she just needs to fix it. So, in the end, everyone ends up happy. Bernie gets her divorce and she gets the money that she's owed. Savannah leaves that loser, married guy, and I really hope she meets somebody. She just needs to continue to stay positive. And just know that she still can. I think she's just one of those cases that she just hasn't mess, met the one yet. Three, Gloria gets off her high horse and becomes vulnerable with the guy next door. And then Robin ends up with the baby and she finally leaves Russell, the person who keeps breaking her. So that's, you know, still happily ever after. But, you know, when it comes to self-worth again, the hard work begins when you recognize where you are and what needs to change. And in order to do that change, you need a bit of a strategy. So if, you somebody, if you're someone listening and you're struggling with your self-worth, go ahead and reach out to me because I do offer coaching around this because I am so passionate about self-worth because I feel like women as a whole, once we establish and stand in how valuable we are, I think the whole world will change, literally. I'm not even exaggerating. I feel like the world will change because I feel like we're doing too much questioning ourselves and we need to stop. So for sure, reach out to me if you are interested in coaching around your self-worth. Also, my Worth It Tees, oh, oh, okay. My Worth It Tees are now available on TikTok shop. I don't have them on my website right now just because it's it's like a whole thing. But <laughs> TikTok Shop has a very easy interface. And if you are new to TikTok Shop, they even give you $20 off. So you can low-key get this thing for free. So go ahead and go over to my TikTok Shop. I will leave the link in the bio so you can go ahead and cop your worth it tea. But all right, till next time. And if you guys have any suggestions on what movies y'all think I should do, comment below. Let me know. Um, I think I'm going to do Love and Basketball next, even though like that's a horror film, but right in time for Halloween. But I think I'm going to do that one next. And don't expect these videos to be this long um, going forth. I just, I had to do four women this time. So of course it was longer, but usually I'm probably going to only be talking about one or two people. So yeah, but until next time, bye. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.